Previously on Follow the Leader. It's hard for a floor to dream, but walls have memories because they weren't always here. They came in. These walls, all of them, they used to just be four. They used to sit on the outside of a building, and there used to be people who lived inside them, and then they left. They, they left these walls. They left the home that they had, and they left it empty. And then, eventually, that house left. But whatever it is, that house is now here, and it remembers that debt unpaid, and it's a debt to it. It was a debt that it was promised that it would protect these people, and it would sit around these people, and then those people chose to leave its protection. And it is furious about that. I've been dreaming of a phone call lately, and the person on the other end of the line is trying to warn you of something. The dream is the phone keeps ringing, and Theo picks up, and the line is awful, and it's crackling, and it's intermittent, and just keeps hearing fragments of words. And they keep saying... I can't hear you. What did you say? And the line clears and I say, I'm going to hang up and call you back. And so he hangs up and the phone rings again and exactly the same thing happens. And it's always the same kind of big rotary phone, like that loud, dr almost drilling sounding ringing. He picks up and it's just this crackly, intermittent voice trying to warn them of something. Hotel front desk here. Can I help you? Hi. I keep getting calls, and I would really like to know who is calling me. Uh, have you checked the, the ID, the caller ID? There's, there's never a caller ID. Mm, that's your first problem. Have you tried to star 69 them? No, I should I should, I guess, I, I, I didn't know that that was a thing that I could do. Um, have you called the front desk to ask if you can call them back? Well, I, I guess I'm doing that now. Did they just call? Yes. Let's check the records. I have the records here. I can't find anything. Do you have the records? Mm, I have a record. It's Chubby Checker Sings the Hits. Mmm, I love that one. Uh, Night Manager, do you have the records? Of course. I always have the records. Don't worry, we have the records right here. Yes. I see all of those instances recorded. Well, then who's calling? It would be a violation of privacy to divulge anything else. Oh, now, man. one thing I am definitely getting is that you should be worried. Mm-hmm, 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 absolutely. Something, something's trying to warn you. Now, we would be against client confidentiality to divulge who or what is trying to warn you and what they're warning you about, but they are certainly warning you. Look, if you can tell me who this is... <sighs> I'll find a lost item for you. Um, this is the night manager. I, yes, look, we are the, the night manager? It, Who is this? The, uh, the, Theo Delaney. I'm in room 626. <laughs> and you're not the night manager. No. no. I think we're the night manager. We're the night manager. I'm, I, I, I'm a guest. Look, if you could just please tell me who has been calling or, or if they left a message for me or what that message is, uh, I, I will find... Anything you need in, in the hotel. I, I'm, I'm really good at finding my way around. Whatever you need. I would love to help, but I'd actually need your help with securing the courtyard and pool in return. I mean, I, I, I think um, that I could, I could do that, but 
Oh, I think they're calling um, now. Can I disconnect from this call and, and, and speak to them, or can you answer it, hmm. please? Well, I could answer it, but could I just have somebody else? This seems pretty trivial to me. I think you could just answer your own phone. Um. Then you could ask them who's calling. That would be useful in the last call. Did you find out who they were? No, it's just you. Um, is this the night you, manager? Yes, it's the night manager. Please, couldn't you just tell me who's calling me or what the message is that they need me to get? I, I, I need to know. You're calling us, I think, right now, right? Yes. Our phone ring? Currently. Yes. 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 We can affirm yes. I, that doesn't help me. Um, look, if you could please just tell me who is calling or give me a way to find out who is, who is calling. I think they're getting like verging on hyperventilating, uh, and they're, they're freezing cold because it, yeah. It sounds like you're having a difficult time at this hotel. I'm going to dispatch a concierge to your location to no. ensure... Please don't send the concierge. I just... He doesn't help. Look, mm. if, if, if you could just tell me, maybe I could work for the hotel for a little bit. Ooh. I don't want to extend our resources too much, but perhaps... If you came to my office, some records may be conveniently on my desk, and perhaps I may be distracted by a phone call of my own. Would we be calling? Should, should, I, should, should I come to the front desk? It's a door before, behind the front desk. Alright. Um... I'll, 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 I'll be right there. I hang up the phone. It immediately begins to ring. Folks, welcome to Follow the Leader, a podcast focused on telling character-driven stories through the use of GMless tabletop games where we can all take the lead. You can find us on Twitter at FTLcast and at FTLcast.com. We also have a Patreon at patreon.com forward slash FTLcast. Today we're playing House by Marn S. For those of you who are new to the game, here are the basics. This is a story about a house. This is also a game about an eldritch, ever-expanding building that you and your fellow players have entered and are going to investigate and may never find your way out of. That's it. <laughs> it's a game we've actually played for a Halloween crossover with some folks from the room where it happened approximately forever ago. Aman <laughs> also wrote, you can check out anytime you like, but you can never leave, which we played in arc 45 with guest Riley Lyra Hopkins. If you heard that, well, you can get an idea of the vibe that this game's probably going to have. That you can find both of those games at Marns, so M-A-R-N-S dot itch dot I-O. 
I'm Jade and you can find me at Jade Oxford Rose on Twitter and my pronouns are they them. Playing with me today we have August. Hello, I'm August. I restrained myself from waving at the microphone this time. Um, I know. What if I cut um, that? Then no one will know. Well, I'll think you wave at the microphone. <laughs> no. I'm going to wave at the microphone Rude. twice because August has insulted the microphone. Yeah. Um, you can uh, find me on Twitter at Harpydora, and my pronouns are they, them. We have Mab. Hi, I'm Mab. You can find me on Twitter, Tumblr, and Patreon at Little Lady Mab, and my pronouns are she, her. We have Mac. What's up? I'm Mac. Uh, you can find me wherever you get good content at Citadel of Swords. Uh, you can hear me, August, and Jade on Dumb Kids Playing Hero. If you go to DKPH Pod on Twitter, you should be able to find the link to the podcast there or just search for it on your podcatcher of choice. And last but by no means least, we have Zach. Hello, my name is Zachary Fredrickson. You can find me on Twitter at Obstacle God. You can find the music I do at imbugbear.bandcamp.com. And for the summer months of 2021, you can find Sagas of the Sunless Reach, The Riddle of Rule, at twitch.tv slash standingstonesprod every other Saturday and then uploaded to the Standing Stones YouTube page on the alternating Saturdays. We don't have a great link for the YouTube channel, so we'll put I'll put that into the uh, like Standing Stones card on the Standing Stones Twitter, so that you can go find them there. Uh, yes, and if and if somehow this comes, I, I have no idea when this is coming out. This comes out after the summer months. The entirety of uh, the Riddle of Rule will be archived on the YouTube in a nice playlist. Hell yeah. Uh, our lines, which are things we absolutely do not want to see, are homophobia and transphobia, racism, sexism, anti-Semitism, violence against children and animals, sexual assault, domestic violence or intimate partner violence, unwanted pregnancy, plagues and pandemics. Our veils, which are things we're fine with addressing but will just fade to black on, are steamy situations, graphic descriptions of bodily harm and terminal illness. Uh, content warning, this is a horror game. Well, it doesn't have to be, but given that uh, August and I are here uh, and we're playing... <laughs> and you are- Hi, I'm here too, thanks. <laughs> I forget. No, um, Mac and Zach and I are leaving. We just stood for the intro. It's we'll see you guys later. It's more like August You don't know what kind of horror shit I can do. Well, yeah, having been thoroughly told Hi. off. Okay. <laughs> Given that we're all here and we don't play <laughs> Given horror. Given who we are as people. Given who we are as people and what we like to do when we play with horror games. going to give a blanket warning for sort of eldritch nonsense, possibly body horror of a spooky rather than realistic, upsettingly human-like nature. Because we also have that other line. But that's it. Now we've got all that out of the way. Let's cue that spooky music and get on with it.
This is a game about a house. Begin by deciding what the exterior of the house looks like. Uh, is it old, new? Do you often see cars coming and going from the driveway? Is there a picket fence around the perimeter or just a mailbox at the end of a long gravel driveway? Is there a swing set in the yard? How many floors does it have? Where are the windows? So you would have heard before the intros a little inkling about what this house was, is in another place maybe, but for now we need to decide what does this house look like from the outside? Strong feelings? Visuals? What do we want to do here, guys? Are we going to introduce our characters, or that's that going to be after that? That's, that's, uh, that's after. That's after. House is the most important part, and I think that it is a testament to the decay of the American dream. Perfect 1950s Americana in decline. I do love that shit. A beautiful white picket fence, now stained and off yellow. Does it have a porch... Perfect a beautiful, porch. at one point, a beautiful porch. Now, like a, a half a tree collapsed through it. Mm, it's it's but... it's the doll's house, right? Like it looks like a doll's house. Yeah. Oh yes, 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 yes. Two floors with a with an attic, or yeah, yeah. Got to have an attic. It has to have an attic. It's a doll's house. It's a doll house that's been left out in the woods for too long. Mm. Yes, I would like to lobby for um, a nice bay window. Mm. Oh, yeah. It used to be nice. We love a bay window. Love we love a bay, bay window. window. A nook, a breakfast nook. I do have one one very important thing that I want to have for this, which is a huge tree, the kind of tree that has many branches that are perfect for climbing, a strong split down the middle from an old lightning strike. Half of the tree collapsed onto the roof, the other half still standing, and from the standing half... A perfectly intact tire swing. Yep. Yes. Love yes. that shit. Here's an important question then. How far away are the nearest neighbors? And what's is this whole neighborhood in disrepair? Or is it like this pocket of decayed Americana? So like my manager at work is moving out to Michigan and her house that they just bought is on twenty seven acres of land. And someone was like, hey, have you met your neighbors yet? And she went, no, that's the entire point. We don't want to see our neighbors. And so I think like this visual of, because you described it as 1950s Americana, and then that would be very suburbia, but with Mm -hmm. like also the image of a nice front porch and the giant like, you know, oak tree or whatever that's standing in the yard that's in split, it does also give off a, like, a range vibe where there is nothing around it except for, like, field or forest, depending on which side you guys want to go on. Um, Because, like, the house in Michigan, surrounded by trees and forests. Uh, If you're further south in, like, the plains or, like, you know, Kansas area, then it's just, like, flat nothingness Midwestern horror and uh, stuff like that. Like, it could have been part of a new housing development that never actually got together. Oh, yeah. There's a lot of those mm-hmm. in California. Or I, or I was going to pitch that maybe it was, like you say, part of a housing development, and for some reason, all of the neighbors have moved away. Yeah, the direct neighbors. It's like a buffer of empty. Exactly that. So, like, are the other houses, like, were they finished uh, was it a finished neighborhood or was it like a model neighborhood where they only sold one of the model houses? 
I love the idea of it being model given the dollhouse yeah. image that I keep in my I'm keeping the dollhouse image in my head. You're just rotating Ooh. it in your head. Yeah. Alrighty. Works for me. All right. And that gives it more kind of like a liminal feel too, if it's like mm. a model house. Yeah, they're all they're all built to a template. Yeah. And then arranged and designed by some uncaring hand. So we have our house. Uh, now we have to gather our players and decide on our characters. This is for Lolita. We already know our characters. But this is where we're going to introduce them and how we know each other. And then it'll be, why are we investigating this horse? House? Horse? Horse. horse. <laughs> it's a horse now. Uh, oh, a horse could be a house. Just look at Roach. <laughs> no. Anyway, Aww. why are you investigating this house? Do you really believe something is wrong with it? Or are you the skeptic of the group? So let's uh, go around, uh, starting with August, uh, who you're playing. Um, and I suppose we'll get to the how we all know each other once everyone's introduced their character. Names, bios, bit about what maybe they look like. Paint us a picture. Yeah, I will be playing uh, Dr. Marius Favors. They use they, them pronouns. Uh, they have a doctorate in folklore and are exactly the kind of person that expect you to call them doctor because they worked really hard on uh, their PhD. They're short, they favor neutral colors, usually wear turtlenecks, uh, long brown hair. So they're not exactly a skeptic, but they tend to take a kind of scientific approach towards uh, the investigations that uh, they embark upon in research. Alrighty. Mab. So I'll be playing everyone's favorite golden boy, Davy Jane. He runs the YouTube series, What the Ghost, uh, as the general face of it, and loves to just run around investigating weird, creepy, spooky things. Face claim is Reese King. So he's a fairly tall, dark-skinned guy that has very stylish dress and manner of presenting himself because he's always just used to being on a camera and looking good while doing it. Yeah, he's just the little rich boy that likes to hunt ghosts and film himself doing it. And yeah, that's all. Mac. Uh, okay, I will be playing Annabelle Lee before anybody asks. Uh, she's, she's alive. <laughs> she's a living girl. Good for in, her. In the ghost story, she is alive. Yeah, in, in the ghost story, she's alive. In the other ones, hmm, um... She is a technician for not Davy's show, for Hector's show, I'm guessing. I don't think she does. She doesn't do the cameras, but she knows cameras. She is more, I want to say she's a little bit more touched than some of the other people uh, are, but she tends to prefer to back up. Uh, appearances with uh, cold hard science. So she's not exactly a skeptic. She's just seeking, she just wants more concrete evidence. Is she going to get it? Uh, probably. She's, <laughs> I think I said she's fairly small, black hair, always kind of up and messy, wears overalls a lot. Yeah, that's her. And Zach. Yes, hello. Um, <laughs> today I will be bringing from the ether Hector Dismas. Subject, Hector Dismas's dismal hexes. I am a custodian for a university which houses the largest collection of occult texts in the continental United States. 
And these students came to me one day and they said, Hector, Hector, you know about the supernatural? And I say, of course, it's all around us. And they say, fantastic, talking to this camera. (laughs) And so I did. And I'm told it's very popular. Fuck sakes. (laughs) I love him. What does he look like? Uh, Tall, thin, kind of like Bill Hader. (laughs) <laughs> with uh, shoulder-length steel gray hair, uh, prematurely gray. He's only in his mid to late 30s. But the things he's seen, the things he knows, they change a man. Incredible. And, uh, my first interaction with the paranormal, well, that's easy. When I was younger, there were pixies that lived outside of my house. I made sure to bring them pictures of milk in accordance with the old ways and usually they just curdled them but once they left a single perfect diamond that my mom took because I was six (laughs) and I never saw it again but I know it was real (laughs) but yes uh, Hector Dismas a man who knows that the world is stranger than others give it credit for and he knows these kids these days these Zach Spaggins and and these these Mythbusters Spaggins and the Mythbusters that's a crossover I want they think they think ghosts is all it is but there's so much more there's fairies there's demons there's darker things stranger things uh, I'm gonna round out this group of characters we should have I... seen this coming yeah and uh, you guys should have seen uh, who I'm playing coming because of who else is here. Uh, I am playing my other character that rounds out uh, a group of characters, uh, Kari Valon, who is the camera person, sound guy, all around tech head behind What the Ghost. Imagine like Lil Nas X, but like in 15 <laughs> years and after a steady diet of really nice food. So like... More like soft through the middle, some quality arms, just real nice. Uh, tight fade on the sides, longer on top, statement earrings, a silk bomber jacket over a crop top, and just to completely ruin what might have been a really slick outfit otherwise, just really practical utility pants with lots of pockets and work boots. Listen, Kari makes it work. Oh, yeah. Me uh, in the background just swooning. Oh, I, yeah, I suppose actually, uh, so... For a bit, bit of connection, oh, in regards to being a skeptic or not, the thing about Kari is grew up kind of religious, less sort of active faith-wise these days, but was always pretty open-minded, uh, and then got possessed by a ghost that time. Mm-hmm. And you know, you know, as you do. Um, it happens. It happens to the best of us. So really at this point, he doesn't... F- and then there was that incident with people appearing from another universe that time so you know casually casually it was a real weird day but at this point he's not prepared to write anything off um but i don't know whether it counts as belief because it's happened to him but he just sort of accepts each day as it comes he's also uh uh in a sort of semi-long-term relationship with annabelle which is probably how this uh group of people came to be gathered as a collective rather than our usual trio of ghost hunters and Kari and Marius are complicated (laughs) (laughs) 
They've been circling each other for a while. I think we said that they've maybe managed to do a couple of dates by now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, oh, how long is this after the uh, V&A museum incident? Do oh. we think? Maybe six know. months. Like, do we want it to be like up to like six months, or do we want it to be like shorter than that? Mm-hmm. I'm happy either way. Six hundred years. <laughs> that seems a little extreme. Eh. Looking uh, in in, in our line age. of work, nothing's extreme. Truth, truth. But yeah, let's say maybe sort of maybe it's about six months, or it's coming up on six months. Mm-hmm. So, um, but yeah. So, how did we all come to be together? Um, Mad, did you want to kick off with that? Yeah. So, um, this is going to be Davies kind of doing a little send off show for himself as he's gonna retire from the ghost hunting scene or at least you know do a a long-term vacation from it and uh is looking to probably switch gears maybe do a little lifestyle blogging or something like that who knows it's still in the works (laughs) and (laughs) listen jade and i have already joked about doing like what was it phil and who's the other one i don't remember yeah Mm -hmm. so um just doing like a little bit of like couple lifestyle blogging with theo but that's that's up to discussion and so i it's kind of just like let's do a real big send-off show and uh like a nice collaborative project and being like hey either we're gonna try to like combine our programming together and it'll become now like what the ghost will become a a bit of hector's uh programming or hector is going to just keep going in his direction we don't really know we haven't really figured that out yet we'll see how it all falls out but um yeah Davey just kind of show like, talk is about yeah don't <laughs> don't worry about it don't worry about it it's great um you uh, okay. so probably not leaving you in charge of anything but that's okay and so he just goes like let's do a real big fun collaborative project with these other people and you know i think by this point davy has met annabelle a few times um yeah, but also sure. yeah they, so you know when uh and it would be like hey great idea let's bring annabelle and her team onto this and let's do some kind of fun joint project because friends and ghosts what better combo is that love it (laughs) you have to imagine the smile on his face like yay it's such a good all right so that's who we are and that's why we're all together Decide when you meet up to enter the house and how each of you prepares for it. What do you bring? Do you meet in broad daylight or the dead of night? Do any of you have second thoughts about going inside? Always meet up in broad daylight, establish a base, and uh, analyze all of the rooms from the get-go on what they would be like under, quote, normal conditions before the spooks come out at night. That's my professional take. <laughs> Unless Hector, Annabelle's you never have had a different a second idea. Thought. Yeah. <laughs> I was just about to say, Annabelle's never had a second thought a day in her life. Her (laughs) first thoughts are always the correct ones, so. Yes. (laughs) Well, that's something that you learn in academia, right? Like, if you have a thought about something and you second guess yourself, you're most of the time going to be wrong. Unless Mm -hmm. you're 100% sure that your your second guess is correct, you're 100% sure you're almost always going to be wrong. Mm. So no, she doesn't do second thoughts. Uh, Kari is here because is genuinely probably pretty excited about this. He doesn't do the research on the locations. He just goes where he's told, but it's like, cool, my partner and 
my other kind of maybe partner and this cool kid I work with are going to go do a thing and this guy I don't know is coming and it's going to be great. Uh, is it going like, to be great though? Yes. Yes, that's it sort is. Of, that, that's sort of a positive thinking. Just like if I think it's going to be great, then maybe it will be this time. Um, <laughs> this time. <laughs> but yeah, and has the usual camera equipment sound equipment also probably has some holy water because why the fuck not maybe it'll do something maybe it'll help this time but yeah just like more than one torch spare batteries like the pockets are loaded on the cargo pants (laughs) is what i'm saying first aid kit too much stuff has gone down more tea in the past yeah, our own uh, little personal generator now that we've been trapped without power once. Survival yeah. kits. It's a it's a good thought. Yep. Does Hector uh, bring anything? Yes, uh, Hector Dismas rolls up to the house at the appointed time in an old wood grain paneled. Oh, no, no, <laughs> no, Zachary, we cannot do this. He's everyone's grandpa at 30. You're going to, and I'm not going to stop you, but I am yelling about it. Uh, he has made sure to bring a uh, carton of smokes. He's got his dowsing rod. He's got uh, some incense and various sages and herbs and uh, his looking glass which is a piece of colored glass and he insists is, is crystal that is bound in a tarnished gold frame like a hand mirror except it's transparent uh, that has been etched with various um, eldritch runes uh, and he gets out of his car wearing janitor scrubs or the janitor jumpsuit underneath a big tan trench coat that's a look yes yes has enormous glasses just very very wide frames not very thick but just like boxy frames that sit on his face slightly askew uh should i have brought food no no i've got food uh, tends Fantastic. to be sort of my remit. I'm Kari. Hector Dismas, occultist. Uh huh. This occultist is a lot different than our occultist. And he's like this all the time. <laughs> Don't I'm worry not an occultist. Hector, when he says occultist, he puts his head out uh, at a complete 90 degree angle from his body. Wait, I'm trying to visualize this. Hold on. See, like just a straight line from shoulder, shoulder forward. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, just, like, yeah. Very... Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, are you T posing or in the other direction? For- <laughs> yeah, forward. <laughs> okay, forward. Uh, well, Kari takes the hand. Just like, whoa, uh, glad to to have you with us, man. Yeah, yeah. Annabelle said that this place was awash in thanatotic energy. Did she? <laughs> I just look at Annabelle. <laughs> And I was like, it's true. Which one's Thanatonic again? You uh, new age type would call it electromagnetic pulse waves. Am I a new age type? Am I a new age type? I have no idea. You've got the beeps and the bloops and the 
Uh, I mean, yeah, we plastic boxes. Uh huh. Annabelle rolls her eyes so hard. Yeah, I'm gonna look around for Marius. (laughs) Yeah, Annabelle's gonna look at Marius and be like, "Save me." Yeah, Marius like has a tablet that has all of their research on it, and they're just like scrolling through it, and it's just like there's there's no such thing as thanatonic energy. This is uh, this is just a basic manifestation. There's nothing in the house's in, uh, history to indicate uh, any large source of hauntings. This should be completely safe. Annabelle rolls her eyes and goes, I knew you could help me. <laughs> but I don't want safe. I want fun. Hector looks at the tablet computer with a disdainful eye and pulls out a battered leather journal and a stub of pencil and begins scribbling in it. Oh, this is Davy's be- just like, oh boy, this is going to be a time. <laughs> uh, you know, those things can get hacked. You know, oh can boy. <laughs> tunnel, tunnel in through the Wi-Fi and change your notes makes you think you're going crazy. Oh God. That's how, and Annabelle kind of goes, you know, that's, that has happened to me once. Okay, everyone, let's, uh, let's, uh, let's, let's start. Let's kick, let's kick things off. Uh, David, do you want to uh, film your intro section now at the front? Yes, let's, uh, do the front, do a little bit of walk around. Um, Marius, you, you know that you've got your, your house history ready to go and, uh, we'll introduce the others, but we'll just do a perimeter of the front and kick it off from there. How's that sound? Perfect. Fantastic. All right, you guys, let's get going. Let's get rolling. Woo! Yeah. Uh, yeah. Annabelle's like, I'm at your disposal. <laughs> uh, and yeah, this is where we draw a square. I have already done so, symbolizing the front room of the house. It said on the bottom edge, I failed. Let me just move this. Uh, decide as a group what the front room... That We talked about the porch. So is this the mm-hmm. porch? Yeah. Like the half, yeah. the half-collapsed porch. So, like, I know... Is it going to be, like, in a place that gets a lot of snow? So will it be, like, an enclosed porch uh, type of thing that has, like, glass around the sides? Or is it just, um, just like, I was open? Picturing like an, I was picturing open. Okay. I was thinking open. Yeah, that's cool. Mm. And, yeah, it's, like, half collapsed on one side where, like, the split tree crushed part of the, the roof. But this oh. part maybe seems stable enough. So. All right. Any other details we want to add? Maybe about like the front door as well. As this, does it have like a, a solid lock on it, or like from a like a realtor's lock that's like preventing people from getting in, or is it just kind of like hanging off its hinges open? I like there being a lock. Yeah, um, a, nice lock, a lock box, and we had to get a uh, a key from like who, the property owner for it. Yeah, and I like the idea of it being like a wooden door mm-hmm. um, instead of like a because like my house has a metal door, but I like the idea of this being a wooden door with like peeling paint and maybe like a kind of tarnished knocker on it. And it has mm-hmm. like a little window, like a little decorative window that is all like grimy and stuff like that. It hasn't been knocked out, so the glass is still intact, but it's kind of like just all like weather worn and uh, gross. Yes, mm. definitely use with some Windex. I do like the the idea that um, you like like we said there's a lock on the door, and 
Hector goes into this devil bag that he's got and pulls out a pair of lock uh, bolt cutters as you're finding the key. Oh, no, no, let's not, let's not from the get-go upset the house. All right, let's at least invite ourselves in properly and make a proper introduction. You're the one who's saying something about thonic, thanic energy. Don't want to, don't want to hash their vibes, okay? Let's. You don't think bolting that thing on might have pissed it off to begin with? Well, I don't know if cutting it off is going to be a great idea. If we can at least unlock it, it I would feel much better about unlocking it because we are here on an official capacity and we are here on behalf of someone who gave us this key. So that means there is a property owner and cutting off their, uh, their, their door lock is kind of a destruction of property. Uh, Hector waits for David to turn around and he goes, turns to Annabelle and he goes with air quotes, property owner. (laughs) I felt that sarcasm against my back. <laughs> I've just decided that that uh, Hector is a firm believer that private property is theft. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the it thing tracks. is, is that he's right. <laughs> yeah, but there's a difference between private property and personal property. For sure. I mean, this is nobody's personal property because no one's living here, right? I mean, it could. Who knows? No, I mean, no one's living here. But all right. Somebody else draw the next room. Like, what do we see when we go through the front door that we unlock? Because I, I drew the porch. I just realized what I've been imagining. Oh, yeah? Which is the Baker house from RE7. <laughs> Not which I've never it. seen, so... Ugh. There's a big open, like, foyer, um, like, entrance area with, the, um, with, like, two staircases on either side that go up to the second floor. Landing. Oh, the, the usual bullshit. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so who's drawing this next? We can have a big room. Like, it doesn't, don't feel bound by any scope of, like, we've definitely always gone for this should not fit in a house this small from the outside corridor kind of a vibe. It's if, just House of Leaves. That's all it is. It's a fucking House <laughs> of Leaves. Yeah. But if you, if we want a foyer, a foyer is good. Yeah. I like a, I like a big open a foyer like, entrance room. Yeah. I'm going to move this, I'm going to move the little porch over. And then feel free to add the foyer on whatever side of it you want. There we go. The, the, the squish, the squibbled line is where it's collapsed. Oh, yeah. So we uh, step through the front door into the foyer. Is it one staircase? Is there many doors? Is there just one door? What is this open space? Looks like how high up does it go? Yeah, well, it goes up to the second floor at least. There's, there's mm-hmm. like, I don't know, should there be like a chandelier or something? Um, chandelier's on the floor. Nice. Oh. I think Collapsed the... through the, the table that was in the middle of the floor? No, nah, I think it's just on the floor. Okay. I think uh I think the the floor should be like hardwood or something mm-hmm. like that, but it's it's a little warped, but it's still you know, it's still a hard surface that doesn't prevent echoes. Yeah, I like the idea that maybe it's double height. We can see like a balcony ahead of us and like stairs on one side of the foyer going up to a second level that we can see. And there's like a couple of doors on each side and a couple of doors directly ahead as well. So we've got like six different doors and a staircase. Is it just one staircase? In this room. Okay. I wonder if it looks like there may have been a second staircase at one point and it's gone. Oh, I like that. So, and now we start drawing cards. 
And so we've removed the jokers from the deck. Actually, the jokers may still be in that deck because of the game that I used last time. But uh, we'll draw a card for each scene. And uh, the card dictates the mood of the room that we're in. And we just uh, keep doing that. But uh, yeah, so we've got our foyer. Uh, August, do you want to grab a card and uh, describe what room we go to next? Yeah. So I drew the three of clubs. Clubs represents emotional conflict, hidden agendas, envy, indecision, and betrayal. (laughs) Starting Um, off strong! (laughs) Well, I mean, I I think that we've already established that there's some, some tension here. And uh, the three represents a displacement in time. Oh, Hell yes. oh, we're starting off real strong. Okay. <laughs> so what season was it when we came here? Well, if we had Hector in like a long coat and mm-hmm. Kari in a bomber jacket, maybe autumn? Like early yeah, autumn? Yeah, I'm seeing, I'm seeing orange leaves. Autumn is very good. I love autumn. All right. So I think... Hmm. I think at least the representation of the the displacement in time may be that uh, up in up near the ceiling, we can hear like the chirping of, let's say like blue jay chicks. Uh, we can't necessarily see the nest, but it's like it's so incongruous with. The fact that, you know, the leaves are turning. Some of them may have even been falling when we came in. It's just, like, very indicative of a different, you know, being in a different season. Like I said, I think we've already established, like, some some tension here between Marius and Hector. So, um, I think, you know, Marius is, like, they actually just are unmoved by the sounds of the birds. And they're consulting their tablet while kind of, like glaring at Hector um, and they say well by all accounts the most recent owners purchased this house in the 1990s but it appears to have been furnished earlier than that um, so I think it's safe to say we either have some antique lovers on our hands or uh, something else may be going on, but they're just kind of like glaring at Hector. Yeah, Hector is, is shushing them. Okay, I was just kind of like, is that Hector making that is like, that is Hector making, making a noise, or was that Zach making sound effects? <laughs> nice. No, and he says, "Do you hear that? It's a red-throated wobbler. It's out of season, and there weren't any in the tree outside." Ah. Uh. Are you like 100% sure about the name of the bird? Because I don't want YouTube comments coming back and saying you got the bird name wrong. An experienced birder, young man. Oh, are you? I know Warble when I hear it. He does, he does the call. <laughs> uh, Davey's going to turn around to Marius and just be like, make a note that we'll reference the bird call before we post this episode. <laughs> Marius, like kind of nods and you know notes that down in their tablet and then like i think we established that like their their tablet had like a a case that they just like snap shut probably um they need that that whole snapping motion of things on their person that little like the the magnetic click yes yeah yeah absolutely (laughs) sorry 
Um, Hector is a birder. He loves birds. He knows them by heart. Uh-huh. He says, um, they weren't outside, which means either this is a manifestation or they're inside somewhere. Maybe a nest in the attic. But again, out of season. Kari, like, steps back to the uh, still open door to the foyer and takes a step out and, like, or maybe just, like, pokes the boom out there and, like, adjusts the headphones that he has on. He's like, you can only hear them in this room. Hmm. Starting off strong. Starting off strong. I hardly consider birds to be a particularly strong start, but I appreciate your optimism. It's a positive, a positive, strong vibe, I guess, of the house, you know? We're coming right in, it's the middle of the day, and we got some birdsong that shouldn't be there. Strong because it means, like, oh, this is going to be good. This is going to be some good haunted house content. Uh, what else is in the room, aside from birdsong? Uh, what, what's the purpose of this room? Does it appear to have a purpose, like, furniture-wise? Is it the, are we still in the foyer? Is this just an extension of the foyer, yeah? No, that was my question. <laughs> like, are we in the foyer or are we somewhere yeah, else? Have we, are we in a, have we moved into a different room or is this the first room that we're inspecting? This is the, I assume this was the first room we're exploring off the foyer. Oh, okay. The foyer. Then someone has to draw on that second room. Yeah, August, if you want to pop the... Oh, okay. I had assumed we were in the foyer still. Maybe. I should have made I, it clear. I feel like we, we can be. Um, we can yeah. be. We can still be in the foyer. Because it's the first room that we've explored in the house itself and the, and the first right. car we've drawn. Well, then let's say I put the boom back out the front door and couldn't yes. hear the bird song. Yeah. And just clarify it that way. Cool. In which case, are we going to pick a door to go through? And who's picking one? Um, Mab, you're next in the turn order. Yes. So let's see. Where are we saying? Let's see. There's going to be like a staircase right here, we're saying, maybe? Yeah, let's put it there. Okay. Um, then in which case, there's probably a door right behind it. So on either side by where there's, uh, there were uh, staircases. I think Davy's going to want to go explore on the side of the house that got hit by the collapsed tree. So mm-hmm. off to the left. And so did the tree just hit the porch or did it like hit in the house as well? I like in the house. Well, or it appears to from the outside at least. At least. <laughs> it, hit the, it hit the corner of the house. Yeah. Collapsing part of the porch. Cool. I'm going to draw me a card. I got a jack... Turn around. Turn around, son. Flip card. <laughs> I got the jack of diamonds. So, uh, diamonds, willpower, good luck, discovery, a second wind, and greed. And the jack is a message received. We're going to go off to, like, a little room on this side, like that. Davy just kind of will head off over to the left-hand door because that way is just like, well, let's go uh, check out the structural integrity of the house to begin with, uh, make sure that everything's okay while we still have the daylight uh, to investigate and explore. You know, it's uh, good luck and discovery, a message received. Um, mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. Jade, you said Theo mm-hmm. might be stuck somewhere. <laughs> I did say that. That was so a I, thing I, I said. Did. So, you know... Tapping my like- temple. There's like some tree branch falling in this way. And I kind of like it where it's just started like settling in and it's still growing. So it's still very like 
green, leafy green. I mean, leaves are falling now. It's not leafy green at the moment because of the season turn. But it's just kind of like taken over this room. And this was kind of like probably like a small little draw, like a drawing room, quote unquote, that you can have in a modern day house. But like a little like family room sort of thing off to the side. And it just has this big branch that's sticking into the uh, into the room. And the leaves are kind of stretching out across the way. So you kind of have to like push your way through the branches and the falling leaves. And against one of the branches that is um, stretching out in front of you, there is a message carved into the the wood of the tree. So I think it might be fun if it was just like a little greeting, but also the handwriting looks a little familiar. Nice. Nice. Very good. Good. Good shit. Oh, the message says, please call. And then there's a number if you need assistance. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Does it have the letterhead? Uh, this is just carved into the tree because if it was going to be a different way, there oh, was going right, to be a right, paper right. memo. But yeah, it just says. I mean, you know. it could also look like it was burned in. You know how you can do like wood carving, like wood burning. Ooh, yeah, like mm. a yeah, like a like a brand almost. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And so instead okay. of uh, yeah, instead of being like handwritten carved, it could look like it was just like branded in, so it would have the letterhead logo. That's so fucking good. I think some moss has grown over that's named now like if so you can't quite make out what the letterhead is yeah mm. you can maybe partially make out the word hotel but you can't see what the name of the hotel is mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Ooh, ooh! now this is fascinating this is clearly not vandalism because it's too well done and it has been grown over and so davy's like taking pictures of it calling over marius to just be like all right well what do you think what do you think this means Marius kind of like pokes at it with their tablet stylus and then glances back at Kari. Kari in the background leans over to Annabelle and just says, I need to call it. You don't have to tell me twice. Annabelle already has her phone out. I'm already doing it. Hector puts <laughs> a hand on Annabelle's shoulder and says, No, 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 no. Your cell phone won't be able to connect properly. <laughs> She sticks a middle finger up and hits the call button. We need a landline. <laughs> Davy's just like, yeah, do it. <laughs> um, I think the thing is, is that it does connect because of Annabelle is much closer to the veil than anyone in the room except maybe Davy. Yeah. Rude. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Hector, but does it ring or do you just get a voice uh, like an answer phone? You tell me. I think it's a little mm. too soon for us to to mm-hmm. be making that connection mm. successfully. Like, I think yeah. the mm-hmm. that's why Go Hector ahead. was was gonna say that we need to find a landline in the yeah, house. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say I think it rings and just like it has been impossible to connect you at this time. Please hang up and try again later. Cool. Go ahead. We need a we need a phone connected to this place. AT and T is too. All right, everyone, we're looking for a phone. Davy has, like, uh, one finger up in the air, like, woohoo! Uh, yes, and, and, and Hector also pulls out a piece of parchment and a piece of charcoal and does a rubbing of the <laughs> phone number message. Annabelle's like, the number's in my phone now, so. <laughs> Davy has pictures of it, but also. Hector doesn't trust these phones. Maybe he likes to scrapbook. I don't know. I do like to scrapbook. All right. Cool. Okay. Mac, where do we go next? 
Because that feels like, unless there was something else, like that feels like a good little scene. That's a good, yeah. All right. Let's see. I'm aware of our proclivity as a group to get lost in the weeds. And the idea with House is that you play until you run out of cards, you run out of space on your page, or somebody gets puts the flag up and goes, uh, I'm done. <laughs> and then you have to do, like, epilogue. <laughs> this was a this was like a little drawing room thing, right? Yeah, yeah, like family a family room, room drawing room. Yeah. Okay, I think Animal is gonna cross the foyer mm-hmm. to the other side. I am very good at this, and this is like a parlor or like a receiving room of some kind. So mm-hmm. it's more formal than yeah. than where we were before. It's got like a couch. Um, yeah, because like, like I know armchairs. In- in houses that I've been into, we've got like the family room is the more informal one, and then or like and then the, there's the living room that was the fancy one. At least that's how it yes. was in houses previously. So you've got like the fancy, yeah. Mm-hmm. A friend of mine had a house that was like you have you have the family room where everyone spends time, and then you have the living room which is for show. Yes. Yep. Is that the vibe in here? Is it like immaculately kept? Still, or there's like an inch of dust on everything, but mm-hmm. under the dust, is it like the stuff seem intact, or is it like affected by the elements? Yeah. Or is it literally just that dust? Yeah, I think most of the wear is like like sun bleaching, mm-hmm. like you can see where the sun has come in through the windows. Um, this is the room with the bay window in it, okay, nice. nice. So this is the this is the ten of hearts. So hearts are love, friendship, compromise, bonding, or obsession, and ten is a betrayal of trust. This is fine. Oh no! This is fine. <laughs> Instead of uh, sitting in a room filled with fire, you're sitting in a room filled with autumn leaves and a fancy room covered in dust. Saying this is fine. This is fine. The floor does creak ominously underneath us. A uh, quick question. So, we're surrounded by leaves. Did they, like, is the bay window, like, is the glass missing and that's how the leaves got in? Or are we left to wonder? I think Max said that this room was clean and immaculate. I don't, the leaves are in. Oh. You know what? No, I've decided there are leaves in the room. All right. And I I I think that the window was left open. Hmm. I don't want there to be glass in this room. Right. There will be broken glass in another room, not in but, this room. Yeah. Pitch. The handle for the window, because uh, the window frame is still there, even if the glass is on, is the only thing in this room that isn't covered in dust. Mm-hmm. Does it look like it's been like like worn from use and it's like, mm-hmm. um, just looks like it's been used constantly and recently? Yeah, exactly that sort of vibe. Yeah. Love it. On encountering uh, the creaky floor, uh, without really thinking, Kari reaches out and sort of snags the back of Davy's jacket just a little bit. What's up? <laughs> Davy's like ready to walk right in. Look, we've got we've got a bad track record with you and flaws. Well, it happened once. Once Maybe. is enough. Maybe more than once. Just once on recording. <laughs> uh, yeah, exactly. Can we be careful, uh... everyone? Actually, can we please be careful? I was about to say that Animal's already, like, ready to fucking climb up on shit, and you remember how well that went. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I like how, like, Kari's too busy holding back Davy, and Annabelle's like, well, no one's stopping me! <laughs> oh my- yep, that tracks. And I'm there just like, 
I'm starting to see why this might not have been the smartest idea. You love us, you know it. <laughs> yep, that's me. I look at Hector, you're not going to go falling through any floors or off anything, are you? Do I need to worry about you? Well, falling, no. <laughs> I have very good footing, but if there's something down there we should know about. I'm putting the fireplace in this room. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No. I'm not putting a fireplace in this room. Soon as we get to the fireplace, though, Annabelle's going up a chimney. Mm. Oh my god! Uh, I, I'm gonna miss. Is there is there a hole in the floor of this room, or is it just no? Warped? It's. I think it's warped and it's creaking, and Kari's it's just creaking. mother henning. Uh, okay. Yeah, because uh, yes. Davy has fallen through a loose floorboard before. Hector's wearing ergonomic uh, sneakers. That's of course, he is. Yes, he's also got gel inserts. Mm-hmm. Um, as he and he is going to start hold his hands out to each side and walk around the room and hear the different creaks and hum along with them. Try to like, like, like you know how like someone was like huh, on a on a on a whistle like huh, and they go like ha ah, mm-hmm. yeah ah. finding pitch yes he's finding the pitch of all of the different creaks. Kari is just recording this, just sort of like his just like without saying anything. He's just sort of like hit record on the camera. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, um, we're in it now. Um, and then after doing this for about five minutes, he opens his eyes and he says, the weakest point of the floor is there. All right. Uh, should we mark it out with chalk? Yeah, I, I, I pulled some out of a pocket and hand it to Davy. Thank you. Uh, Davy will just kind of like mark uh, the circles that are like, just mark the area that Hector indicated. And be like, all right, we'll just avoid here. Annabelle has, like, climbed up onto a chair and is, like, tracing a crack in the wall with one finger. What's uh, Marius doing? Um, I think Marius is just kind of, like, eyeing the floor suspiciously. And then um, when they notice Annabelle uh, tracing a crack in the wall, uh, they they kind of come over and um, snap a photo of it on their tablet. And they're just, like... Well, if you can tell the weakest part in the floor, uh, and this is said to Hector, like, over their shoulder, can you tell if this is indicative of simple weathering, or if this indicates that the foundation has settled in an unsafe manner? Are you an architect in addition to a birder? (laughs) I'm a custodian, Dr. Favors. I know buildings. Wait, wait, wait. Hold on. Hold on. Do you hear that? Hector tilts his head to listen. What are we listening for? Marius, I need to borrow your shoulders for a second. And she oh. fucking climbs up onto his shoulders. <laughs> onto their shoulders. Oh, Marius is the smallest. <laughs> That's why it's good. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, but they're taller than the chair that Annabelle is standing on. Oh my god. So it's enough. <laughs> it's good. I like it. <laughs> It's a great. I, I, I want the image so bad. Yeah, Hector is like six four and is looking at, at Annabelle climbing a five two short uh, <laughs> short region. Yeah, short. And was like <laughs> pressing her ear against the wall over the crack. What is it? I'll go next to you and like offer you my headphones so you can press one against not the headphone like the microphone and like I'll hand it to you to put next to it as well. And my headphones. Yeah, yeah. I'll give you both. And steady Marius. 
<laughs> yeah. Actually, I, I hand over the microphone and the headphones and then I just pick Annabelle off Marius's shoulders and put her on mine. Good. I did I did love the image of of the fucking this fucking OT three though. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's very good. Hector stands on a stool and is the same height. That's yeah. incredible. Just like fucking I love this. What does Davy do? If we've got like Hector pulling up a stool one side of Annabelle listening against the wall. What's Davy doing? <laughs> um, I think Davy is probably just mostly like what wall are you guys against? This one, the outside wall. Okay, yeah. cool. Um, I think Davy's probably just looking at the window or like out the window, um, over the like over the garden that's out there. I say garden, it's whatever is overgrown zone. So we've got Admiral Corian Marius is this little triangle of people. Let's say Corian just like they're adding support. You know, I was gonna say, you know that one moment in Leverage when um, <laughs> That was the moment I was gonna reference <laughs> Yes, good shit. Watch Leverage. <laughs> it's great. Either way, there's the three of them there and then there's Hector on the on one side on a stool, so is at the same height as Annabelle. And then Davy's like at the window, though he can have his own personal camera. He normally does, right, Mab? As well as the big camera, so he can. Yeah, he's got like a small little handheld. Yeah. Oh, he's definitely taking a picture of this. Um, Mm -hmm. Love that. You know, and it's it's partially this is going to be some B roll footage, but also just being like, haha, look at you guys being adorable. (laughs) Yeah, it's 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 cute. Needs memories. Yeah, I know what it is. I know what happens. So. What Annabelle initially heard was just like, kind of just like the, you know, whispers. Mm-hmm. She's like trying to get a better listen. So she's got the headphones. She's got the microphone up against the crack. Hector can probably hear it too. And as she's, as she's listening, all of a sudden the sound of a rotary phone ringing just fucking spooks her. And she almost falls. Off of Marius' shoulders. Mm-hmm. Oh, I know what happens next after that. Yeah. Annabelle manages to, to catch herself and not fall, but Hector doesn't expect expects her to fall and jumps down to catch her and lands in the chalk circle. Yes, yeah. good. Oh. And Zach, it's your scene, so welcome to the next room. Does Hector it, just go through the floor? Hector goes straight through the floor. Okay, so Zach... What's this next room, and what card did you draw? I drew the Jack of Clubs. Clubs representing emotional conflict, hidden agendas, envy, indecision, and betrayal. And the Jack representing a message received, which is interesting, because we're going further away from the phone that just started ringing. That's the what phone you think. That we need to Not find. necessarily. Well, no, I got a thing. Um, you got a thing. Yeah, trust. Yeah, um, Hector falls, psh, smashes through the floor, completely collapses. Kind of slides down this like like the incline of the of the collapsed floor, uh, and then you know, bum bum um, rolls and, and collapses uh, and lands in uh, a basement that might at one point have been a den, like a kind of like a man cave. Mm-hmm. Um, it's filled with like, what was the, so the nineties was the thing the, the, uh, someone mentioned like an era of, of the furniture before, right? 
Right. That it was like kind was, of old furniture. Yeah, it was sort of like that classic-y sort of family room vibe. It was like just more time But it's also, looking, I guess. yeah, because it's also still, I think, the stock furniture from it being mm. a, um, the fabricated house type of thing. But yeah. Cool. I, if, but if you want a more, I like the idea of like a lazy boy or something like that. A lazy that? boy, some thick carpet, which actually stops his fall. It's, it's, but it's carpet that has been um, layered directly over concrete, mm-hmm. uh, over the concrete foundation. So it's like soft and then immediately hard. Hector, you okay? What? What? You okay? Yes. The old man's unkillable. Hector stands and Ichabod Crane, like, um, uh, you know, unfolds himself. Um, uh, and yeah, so he is in like a den. Uh, man cave kind of area. There's a lazy boy. There's a little sofa, and then there's an old, like, like three color TV, like a CRT, like the kind that has a switch that you click on, mm-hmm. and it clicks on. <laughs> and on the television, there's this kind of grainy footage of, um, like. Uh, establishing shots or like close-ups on various furniture uh, and uh, like how like it's like an advertisement for this house yeah um, of like the, like beautiful den you know like it comes pre but instead of any of that um, all of the each shot has the same message in a various fonts that match what would usually be there to like show off the various amenities. Mm-hmm. Um, and each different scene has the same message, which is do not pursue me. Ooh. Hmm. Davy's very excited about this. Hector kind of looks at it and kind of puts his glasses back on and, and furrows his brow. Um, and as he turns to, inform everybody of the message he has received the tv dies Mm -hmm. Hmm. i really hope you got some like oh you didn't film it at all did you why would i film it because it would have been so good damn Hmm. you want me to drop a rope down there or is there a stairs up out um no, no. Um, Hector uh, just pulls the lazy boy over and stands on it, and his head pokes out of the floor because <laughs> uh, he's again six four, mm-hmm. um, just this tall, rail thin uh, mm-hmm. man, and he just pulls himself out. I had the image that we can't like it doesn't make any sense, and I did have the image of Annabelle being like, "All right," and like stoops down, grabs him under the arms, and just yeets him out of the floor. <laughs> I love oh my God. She's got, uh, she never misses arm day. He does have the weight of a baby bird. <laughs> she is fucking jacked, to be That's fair. That's hilarious. Like, he could, his head is sticking up out of the floor, and then Annabelle just sort of, like, picks him up like he doesn't weigh anything and sits him on the edge of the hole. <laughs> yeah. She's not, she's not going to. I just had the image, and I oh, needed okay. to put it into the world. Yeah, yeah, but you could still, like, grab him and, like, help him up as he, as yeah. he comes up. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Thank she you. Will. She will do that. Thank you, Miss Lee. He pats himself off. That um that felt different. It felt pointed. I think there's multiple entities attempting to contact us. This is what we get for trying to do a crossover. Mm. 
<laughs> Maria snorts. I don't know what that means. Davy just grins excitedly, being like, this is exactly what we get for trying to do a crossover. We should have done this sooner. All right, let's... Okay. All right. Hector, you're okay? What? Yes. All right. Okay. Is the ringing still happening, or is it just one single ring? Uh, it cut off. Was it only Annabelle could hear it, or could everyone hear it? I think it might... Oh, Hector right. also heard. Um, cool. Did it cut off when the floor broke? Mm. No. It, it No, it, it rang It rang out like a phone does. Because no one could answer it. We, we could pick up the phone. Oh, because it only became clear that it was a ringing. Gotcha, 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 gotcha. Love it. Well, the phone started ringing while we were listening. Yeah. And then, and then it just then, rang out. And then, yeah, because Hector fell down and we didn't go after it. Yeah. And I think Annabelle, like, goes up to the wall again and it's just, there's nothing there. I mean, it's, there's still, like, whispering and, like, the house settling, but the, the phone doesn't ring again. It's August, and I just wanted to thank you for listening. If you've enjoyed us, please consider leaving a rating on your podcast platform of choice, telling your friends about us, or tweeting about us using the FTLcast hashtag. We are also part of a nonprofit podcasting guild called Standing Stones Productions. We do a variety of shows, including The Room Where It Happened and Dumb Kids Playing Hero, two actual play shows, and a Steven Universe discussion podcast called Gay Space Rocks. We also do live streams at twitch.tv slash standingstonesprod. You can keep up with everything that we do on Twitter at stones underscore standing. Unfortunately, Standing Stones was already taken. Your support means a lot. Thanks again!